morning and welcome to the Real Real Estate Show here on WTBQ Radio Worth Listening To. I'm your host today, Grace Warren, along with... Suzanne Dermody. Good morning, Grace. Good nice morning on this crummy day. It's cold. It's rainy. I hate the winter time, but it's it came on really fast it, and strong festive, this week. You think? <laughs> Does me. Yeah, I guess, I guess, and and it's supposed to happen, so um, it, it's about time. I mean, we've had like the endless summer up until the I past agree. week. So today we are here with a very special guest, and she is from Hudson United Title, and we're going to talk about title today. And her name is Monique. You say your last name again? Shelky. Shelky. I just I'm afraid I'm going to say it wrong. <laughs> So hi Monique, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Grace. Oh, great. Now we so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that, but before we do, we're gonna have a little discussion about what we did over the weekend. Real estate, real estate, real estate. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's always. Uh, did you have uh, buyers this week or? Uh, yeah. Uh, let me think. No, actually, Sunday um, I went well, both days. I had clients and um, ran around. It's all good. Do you think um, what area were you showing in? put me on the spot here i think goshen <laughs> and middletown i showed some in middletown and goshen and it starts to blend i can't even yeah think. i know yeah. i i understand yeah, i um but it's good yeah it's i was busy. um in the office yesterday and it was actually really quiet in the afternoon in the office which i guess you know it was cold and people didn't want to come right. out it's the morning amazing. was a little bit busier but by the afternoon it was it was kind of dead it's pretty amazing though how the flurry in our offices are really according to, you know, the weather or what's going on out there. It's pretty amazing, actually. For sure. And um, we, so this weekend, too, I also, um, I helped somebody move. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it was, a, it was very nice of me. Yeah. No, <laughs> I pat myself on the back. Well, I don't usually do that. It's over and but about. I did, but I did help somebody move this weekend. I had two closings the past weekend, and you know um, they were interesting closings. And one was a foreclosure, mm-hmm. and you know foreclosures are a whole different thing than buying a house from a, a regular person because you have so many th- other things that you have to think about. Like for instance, the house was winterized and then they had yeah. to dewinterize it and a couple of days before the closing it was never rewinterized so we had to get somebody in there to get the furnace running and we didn't ha- keep it running because there was a problem with it and there was smoke coming out and mm-hmm. all the smoke detectors were going off but it was um so it was a fun a fun yeah, week a foreclosure <laughs> it's a good get you know if someone can get yeah, a foreclosure it was a great deal. it's a great deal but you know you have to be weary and be alert and look know what you're getting into and you have to expect that the house is probably going to need especially if it's vacant most of the time they're vacant right um i've there's a couple of them that i've just seen recently on the market that are not vacant and you can't bother the tenant yeah we're at a crazy time right now but it's i think it's working itself out i really do yeah like it seems like it is they're starting to sell they're coming on the market Mm -hmm. they're selling Mm -hmm. and that's a good point to bring up with title so that was one of the things that we were talking about, and we'll discuss that and like why it's so important to have title. So I guess, Monique, maybe you could just give us like a quick synopsis before our first break about what title is for the people that don't know. But before you do that, let me encourage people to call in if they have questions. The number is 845-651-1110. 
we'd love to hear from you, yeah, especially if you have title questions. Absolutely. I, I think, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of buyers mm-hmm. do not really understand what title is, why we need title, why we have title insurance. Right. And Monique is going to help, you know, figure that out with all of us today. So give me a little quick synopsis. What's, what is title? Why do, why do we do title whenever we have a transaction? Okay. Well, title is what, it's like a cumulative term for a person's legal rights to use, own, or sell property. That's, okay. ba- that's the basics. That's what it that. is. No, neither <laughs> okay. did I. I mean, Thank that's you. a definition, <laughs> right, right? Right, right? Like we, we just know, like we go to a closing and I, I go to almost every one of my closings sure. and always at one end of the table is a person sitting there from a title company. Really running the show in New York. Yeah, basically yeah. running the show. And there's two lawyers and sometimes three, but usually two. And they're just throwing papers. Everyone's throwing papers at the title person. And she's right. got this gigantic pile of papers. And we're like, how does she know what to do with all those papers? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. And somehow... All these papers get piled into this gigantic pile that then you send off somewhere into this magical place (laughs) that makes everybody comfortable to know that they now own this property. Right. (laughs) It's very funny. And it's very true. It is. So, you know, when, what, what is it then that they, you know, why is somebody purchasing title? Title insurance. Or title insurance. Yeah, but you're buying the title too, right? I mean, you're not buying the title, but you're purchasing. So it's all title insurance that they're purchasing? Yes, they're purchasing a title insurance policy. Okay. So title to a house is separate than title insurance. Title, like I said, is your your legal right to own the property, to use the property, to sell the property. And I I guess so the first step in title, though, is doing a title search, right? Right. Well, title insurance, what title insurance is, it protects person's legal rights to own, use, and sell property. So the first step in title insurance, when a person goes under contract with a house, Mm -hmm. the attorney, the buyer's attorney, is the one who orders title from a title insurance company. Right, and they can order it from... Any title insurance company, right? Absolutely. I mean, you're a title company, but a lot of attorneys have their own title company yes. and they can use them or they can use Or they have Hudson relationships United. with different title companies. Right. And is it ordered right after contracts are signed or after the appraisal is done? Is there, or it depends on the it comfort, be, yeah, comfort it, zone of the attorney. It's up to the attorney. Right. Um, I know our title insurance company and I'm sure others as well. I don't know exactly with others, but ours offers a no cancellation fee policy. So if something were to happen... To the deal, they you don't have to pay for back. it, right? So oh, there's wow. no. That's good. Yeah. So there's no harm in ordering it. Right well, away. that oh, is the benefit good. of working with somebody sure, Hudson from United. Hudson United Absolutely. through a Rand agent, or I mean, I'm sure you would do it for any. Yeah, absolute, sure. Yeah, any realtor, yeah. not just uh, us Rand agents, but um, you know, that's one of the things like we encourage our attorneys that we use to use Hudson United because. That's one of the reasons, because if they do get the title, and sometimes title takes a while. Right. And the, it's not done like in, in two days. I mean, it can take a while to do mm-hmm. that. Right. There's what so many the parts to it. Um, it's about two weeks from when it's placed. I mean, we can't obviously promise that, but that's mm-hmm. about what we average. And the holdup, I'm sure you both know what the holdup with title usually is. Municipals? Yes. Yay. Yeah. 
And mm-hmm. that's just because the towns are so backed up. Sure, with, sure. With so a lot of transactions. Let's let's explain. Okay, so now the attorneys ordered title. Yes. It, it, it goes to whatever title company. What do you guys do? You're running around like like little mice in the background <laughs> doing all this work, at, but we don't know what you're doing. So explain kind of what it is you're doing. Okay, well, there's a whole office, I guess they don't like the term back office, but, but the a whole team. office, the mm-hmm. team, yeah, with different positions, what they do is they'll send it out to the searchers. The order comes in, mm-hmm. we'll send it out to the searchers. Okay, so that's first question. What's a searcher? Okay, a searcher is a, a company that will go out in different towns, in different um, counties. The searcher checks all the back records. Right, the county records, right? The, the county the deed records. room, all those girls. The right, now I don't room. know if anybody's ever been to the that room yes. in the county where they have all the deeds it's actually really incredible oh it's amazing because yeah. I, I was there years ago i had uh, i purchased a very old house and i wanted to go back and look at the records and i was there for hours going through like you start from the date that you're at right like mm-hmm. in this case it would be 2017 and then you start going backwards that's right. what they do right researchers right. do that exactly and in some places you can do that online Mm-hmm. And some, you actually have to go to the municipality and do that there. And they're searching deeds. They're searching any judgments that mm-hmm. come up, any liens. So they're searching for all of that. That's what happens. Then the searcher comes back and, you know, gives that back to the title company. And the municipals are ordered at that time. Okay. So that's cool. So we're going to get back to that. But we're going to take a break real quick right now. And then when we get back, we'll continue on that topic. Thanks. This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years, and I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together. Hi, this is Veronica Daugherty, a licensed real estate agent for 12 years with Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. Although based in Warwick, I also serve Orange, Sullivan, and Ulster counties. My primary goal is to ensure that your home buying or selling experience is successful, meets your needs and desires, and is stress-free. For more information, visit veronicadaugherty.randrealty.com or call 845-544-5807. Chris Sterritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.randrealty.com. 
Hi, this is Mary Ulrich with Cornell Cooperative Extension in Orange County, inviting you to join me and your Orange County farmers on Farm Talk every Wednesday at 12 noon, where you will learn everything agriculture on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. Hi, this is Professor Richard Hull, host of the Warwick Historical Society's weekly show, History Alive. Tune in every Monday at 11.05 to learn how history is your past, present, and future. WTBQ, radio worth listening to. I'm gonna make this place your home. Hi, welcome back to the Real Real Estate Show. This is Grace Warren. We're on WTBQ Radio Worth Listening to. I'm here with Suzanne with Rand also, and we're here with Monique. Yes, Monique from Title, and she's been we were just talking about um, what was the last thing we were discussing? Um, what the searchers do. Yeah, yeah. what the searchers do, because we're at the beginning of this right now, and I, it's, I don't know, I think it might be fun to be a searcher, though, because it's like you're uncovering. Yeah, I love seeing those guys. Like, a, de- like a detective. Yeah, because yeah, you're, especially if you're you're looking back at, a, like at an old house, you're going back really far, and you're seeing all these names. And if you if you're familiar with an area, you might recognize some of the names. I mean, there's streets named after the names of the people of some yeah. of the houses that are it's older it is, it here in Goshen and mm-hmm. Warwick, Chester. All those towns they have a lot of old properties. So the searchers are doing their thing, right? right. They're looking for liens. Yes. Um, what else are they looking for? They're looking for liens and judgments, open taxes, yes. things of that nature. I. Um, have experience with that. I had a listing at one time that had so many liens on the property, so many liens. There were liens for fuel. Um, I guess the um, owner had a, um, a business and they put all these liens on the house. So there, I, when that happens, that's when you have a problem. Right. Well, that has to be taken care of before the property is And that is, is why a buyer has title done, because that could happen. And, and in this particular case that I'm talking about, every one of those judgments and liens had to be negotiated and figured out what they were going to do with it before the um, the buyer could take ownership of the property. Right. right. And in that situation, like if the they didn't have title insurance for whatever reason, then they would be stuck with that, that sure. those liens and judgments would transfer to... That new yeah, and I was telling you earlier about uh, a property that my my father had purchased in New Jersey, and it was a condo, and apparently the condo association had a lien on it for um, a water bill, and his portion of it would have been $2,000, but because he had the title insurance, the title insurance ended up having to pay that. Right. And that's the reason why you have title insurance, right? Because right. yes. everybody asks that. So, right. Yeah, I was doing some research before the show, and I was reading that one out of every three transactions has title insurance issues, things that have to be cleaned up. Um, you know, that to me was pretty staggering. I thought it would have been higher, but um, but that's a pretty low stat. So, or you know, meaning that it's common. That you have, you didn't title think issues. it would be as common. No, as, yeah, I as didn't it think. Is. I didn't think that. And they were saying about the liens and anything. It could be child support. It could be, you know, a, a, a alimony. I, I would think one of the liens that might show up is like a, an old loan that was, if you like, transferred your loan and you know got a new loan. Right. That 
an old loan might still be on there for some reason. That well, happens, right? Absolutely. And then even such things like something with the deed, a previous deed, where if it wasn't recorded properly, or if there was forgery, if somebody forged someone's signature, right, that's a big or thing. if it no wasn't notarized properly, like what if they forgot to actually place the notary mm -hmm. stamp, things like that. Yeah, you know, I was talking to an attorney this past week because the, the sale of the property that I just did um, with my client it was a foreclosure, as I mentioned. And I was I was talking about, I heard something on the radio about people scamming you and, and actually taking ownership of your property. Sure. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. big. Cyber crimes. I mean, this is what they're doing. So I'm wondering, yeah. like, does the title company, how do, like, does that affect they pick yeah. that up that's one of the big things that criminal activity forgery things like that they pick up anything like that um and and, and you're protected if something happens absolutely and yeah. like title insurance you're paying this at your closing it's a one-time fee but so you know that lasts the entire time you own the property right. or your heirs own the property so if somebody does like take ownership of your property illegally because they've stolen your identity and say they take out a loan on your property does your original title policy cover that after the fact? If it happens after, does it? I, yes, I, it it's, does. It's the entire time you're wow. you own that. Okay, because like you know, you're hearing these things on the radio, right? You right. know, I'm yeah, listening yeah. to the same radio station. I bet, and um, it's not not here on WTBQ that they're saying this. So well, I don't saying it make everywhere. It, yeah, you know, but but anyway, I. I it's it's frightening and it scares you and you're like so so you don't really have to worry about that because your title insurance should cover that yes. if somebody does that okay that's that's good to know well I think what also at a closing it is one of the more significant expenses at a closing and you kind of look at it like think oh, twenty five hundred dollars or whatever yeah how, they, how do they charge title I forget how they what charge it it's based on the purchase price the purchase price the purchase okay. price. That makes and, sense. Right. And then there are two types of insurance policies, title insurance policies. There's the owner's policy and the lender's policy. So the lender's policy is your mortgage policy, and that is based on the the amount of your mortgage. Okay. So say you have a $250,000 mortgage. Do you have any idea how much that costs? You know, I don't know offhand. It's not like a simple calculation. I know that on the Hudson United website, we do have something you can plug those numbers oh, so in. What's the website? You can tell everybody so they can check it out. I if believe they want. it's HudsonUnited.com. Yeah. Okay. So they can check that out there. I mean, the attorneys, the real estate attorneys pretty much can help them figure that out too with the specific specific numbers okay very good so um now on foreclosures and short sales is there anything specific that you would worry about title with that now there's like a separate thing that i always hear the attorneys asking if they want to buy a separate like policy it doesn't cost very much money oh that's the market value policy yes okay so what if there is a total loss of title like say something comes up and, you know, like a great granddaughter comes up and she actually can show and the title company didn't pick it up on the deed. Like she actually does Is an heir to that property. Mm -hmm. Yes. And she can prove that this does not happen often. But if something like this did happen and the title insurance, so there was, that would be a total loss of title for the owner. So the title insurance company would insure that and give back to the owner um, the what they paid for the property. Now oh, the market value 
if you buy, this is a rider that you buy yes, to the policy, right? The market value rider. If like if that situation happened, it will give you market value for the home. So if this happened twenty years from now, thirty years from now, and the market was obviously <laughs> way higher, then you would if you bar if you bought that additional rider market value, you would get market value for the property instead oh. of what you paid for it. Yeah. Oh wow, that's good. Right. So that's a that's something to it's just additional consider. insurance to consider. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it doesn't happen often where there would be to- total loss like that. But, but say if you had an older home that you know right. was in a family for a long time, that might be something you would seriously want to consider. Right, and it's the one-time fee at mm-hmm. the closing, so it's just extra insurance. That why not? You know, it's not something you're going to be paying monthly or yearly. It's one mm-hmm. time. Okay, so. So now we're at closing and these, as I said before, they have this gigantic pile of papers in front of them. What's in that pile of papers? Well, when, <laughs> I actually do the closings for a title. So I do the closings. What we bring to, to, the, to the closing is a marked up report. So I'll mark up as a title closer, I'll mark up the title report and to give to the buyer's attorney and to the bank attorney. And so I'm giving them that, I'm giving them their policies, the title insurance, the owner's policy, the lender's policy, um, and then what they're giving back, and then additional affidavits from the title company that the buyers and the sellers have to sign. So that's like in the original package that I'm coming to the closing with, what I'm taking back with me is what's really important, and that's the deed. That's the original deed, the original mortgage. From the person, the previous person. No, the deed that's happening right there right, the from current. the seller to okay. the buyer. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking that so that we can record it. I bring it back to the office and that gets recorded. So that becomes legal. That's the transfer of ownership. So it's important. It's Your amazing. job is oh, important absolutely. because if you don't do that, oh, yeah. that no, they is, run the show. Yeah. Then the person that bought the property doesn't legally own it until you actually record. That's why it's very important. Like it has to be, like I was saying before, it has to be notarized properly. I have to make sure that the seller's attorney, you know, sometimes the deed is pre-signed if the sellers don't come to the closing. Mm-hmm. I have to make sure that the date's correct, that, you know, that they notarized it properly, that the way, like, if the people are husband and wife that are buying, I have to make sure how they're taking title. Are they taking it as husband and wife, mm-hmm. et cetera? Um, There's something called tenants in common. Tenants in common. That's how a wife and a husband do it, right, right. usually? Yeah. Um, so there's several different ways. Um, so we, so I have to make sure of that. I'm also taking the original mortgage mm-hmm. to record the mortgage for them, for the bank. So I, again, I have to make sure that I, all the signatures are correct. I have to make sure that it's notarized properly. Um, I'm taking the transfer documents, like the deed is a transfer document, but then there's um, tax documents that gets transferred. Uh, there's a, something called a TP and an RP. Um, you know, that's transferring the the responsibility of who is paying the taxes now to the new owners. Okay. So those documents are very important. I'm taking any powers of attorney that have to be filed. If it's a condo or a townhouse, I'm taking those forms um, that they require. So, and paying off any common fees that have to, that were back due or any common fees that have to pay, be paid in advance. 
And the escrow for the the mortgage too, do you deal with that as well? Or no, no, that's the the bank does that. Right. The bank does that. Um, Escrow that I would take if taxes are due soon, like even right now, we're in mid-November, taxes are due in January. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times the bank will require that the title company take those taxes in advance. So then I will take them in escrow. The title company will hold them and, and wants to pay that for them. Just so it's make- very complicated. It I mean, complicated. I don't think people understand really what's happening and why it's being done. So, yeah. I mean, this is a good, Definitely. even for us, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think another thing is, you know, when you go to a closing, when the buyer is going to a closing and they're calculating their closing costs and closing costs do have a tendency to rise. Yes. But you see how important these back taxes, everything. It's so important right. that uh, this is all done out ahead of time and that you guys are there doing your job. It's pretty amazing what you do. It's so much. I, I never want to sit in that seat. <laughs> I like my seat, you know, you know, up against the We're wall. We're done the by back. the time we get there, right? And then <laughs> right. there's just the, all this responsibility yeah, that the yeah, title closer the has. Stuff, and you yeah. don't, you know, I don't think anybody really understands and realizes it. And that's why we're doing this today. Yeah, which is um, great. Now, somebody asked me a question. Why, if someone's paying cash for a property, why do they still need title? Because the mortgage, you know, normally people are, are getting a mortgage and their bank requires them to get clear title. Right. But if you're paying cash, no one's requiring you to do this. Why is it the, to your benefit that you do this? I, I sort of think we may have answered this already. Yeah. But. Right. Like you said before, when um, it is a, anytime you have a mortgage, the bank is going to require you to have title insurance. So you're asking is why when there is no mortgage that you it's a smart idea. It's not a law. You're not legally required to have title insurance. Mm-hmm. But I think any attorney would recommend to you that it's something very important to have. An example why is like if a new construction, new construction home, um, the contractor subcontracts out. He doesn't pay these subcontractors. In a year from after you purchase a house, two years, three years, whenever, the subcontractor comes knocking on your door saying, I was never paid. That lien transfers with the property. It's called a mechanics lien. So the new owners are now responsible for that. And it's not hard for a contractor to put that lien on your property Absolutely either, not. I don't think, right? I mean, you no. just go to the county. It's probably, I think it's like $50 or something, and you file this Right. They do it themselves, probably even without attorneys. So, yes, it's not a hard thing to do at all. You know, they're they're rightfully entitled to their money. So I can understand them coming after somebody for that. And it's not your fault because you've paid now for the house already. You've paid that builder for the house. But right. It transfers with the property. So if you had bought the title insurance, then the title insurance company would search and have like searching for that type of lien. And if somehow it didn't come up, it wasn't recorded properly, Or whatever. maybe it wasn't recorded yet. At the time, right. Because right. it can be recorded after. And then is the title company still responsible for it? Yes. Do they do a, a second check just before closing? Yes. They do. Yeah. Good. A continuation search. Yep. Good. Right before. Is it automatic? Or does it? Or do you literally go back to square one and do that? Not the full search, but a quick search? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's called a continuation. Sorry. Very cool. Now... You were talking about when you go to the closing, you bring this whole package with you, and in that package is the um, the documents that show what what kind of things are in that that package as far as um, 
like, does it show you the whole history of that property? So like if I opened it up and I started reading it, I could see if it's an older property, the whole history of that property. Not no. really. We, no? we have like the last deed okay. that's in there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's really the only one that they usually put in. Um, we have all the municipals, mm-hmm. like the fire department searches, the COs, things like that. We have the tax records to mm-hmm. show the amount of taxes, if there were exemptions. It shows when it was last paid, when it's next due. Um, it shows like bankruptcy searches. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break again, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, specializing in residential land and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marcia.randrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. Hi, I'm Carol Rogers. We are excited to announce our partnership with Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty and to introduce you to the Carol Rogers Real Estate Team. Susan and I listen and strive to make your experience stress-free. And I'm Susan Schneider. Between Carol and myself, we have sold over 200 homes at Warwick Grove alone. And now we also cover the greater Hudson Valley. Visit us at carolrogerssells.com for a complimentary market analysis and we will answer all of your real estate questions. Hudson United Mortgage, the number one mortgage company, specializes in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Vanman Smart is offering first-time home buyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Hudson United Mortgage is a broker and correspondent lender licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, and specializes in residential loans in all three states. There are low down payments for first-time home buyers, and they'll offer you a $100 gift card just to look at your offer from another lender. To set up an appointment or for more information, go to HudsonMortgage.com. Hudson United Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 152355, is an NY limited liability company and operates with the following licenses. Licensed Correspondent Mortgage Lender by the NJ Department of Banking and Insurance, a registered mortgage broker with the NYS Department of Financial Services. All NY loans are arranged through third-party lenders, not affiliated with Hudson United Bank. If you missed the Frank Truett Show, here's what you missed. The great Eddie Fisher, 1928. Man, did he mess up. So he was married to Debbie Reynolds with two kids, and he cheated on her with Elizabeth Taylor. How's that a mess up? And then married her. (laughs) That's a good gamble right there. That's a gamble to take. Elizabeth Taylor, come on. Yeah, he missed Hubba, hubba. The Frank Truat Show, weekday mornings till 9 on WTBQ. Clark Howard. This is Clark Howard. There's a plague on the Internet. Real news sites are selling slots for fake news stories. Weekdays from 1 till 3 on WTBQ. WTBQ weather. We have cloudy skies. There's a little light snow and snow showers around this morning. Our high gets to the low 40s this afternoon. Then tonight, partly cloudy. We get chilly again down to around 30. Look for mostly sunny skies across the area for tomorrow. We do warm up into the upper 40s during the afternoon. 
clear and cold tomorrow night, down back to 30. And for Wednesday, look for a lot of sunshine around, and that should warm us back up to 45 to around 50. I'm meteorologist Tony Salimo from the WTBQ Weather Center. I'm gonna make this place yours. And we are back with the Real Real Estate Show on WTBQ Radio Worth Listening to. I'm Grace Warren with Suzanne Germany with Rand and Goshen. And we are with Monique from Hudson United Title today. And we've been talking about title, but right now we're gonna just switch topics for a minute because Mike is on the line. Mike's mortgage minute. How you doing, Mike? Good morning. How are you? I'm great. A little bit cold today. It's kind of Freezing, crummy out there. Snowing, hailing. Yeah. Is it snowing and hailing <laughs> where you are? I'm morning. looking out the window. Yeah, I don't see morning. that right now. But it was this morning. Yeah. Was it? Oh, oh, I hate it. I know it's too early. As long as I get a good Thanksgiving, I'm, I can't complain. I, I just know. want to be able to be outside. <laughs> Do you? Does your family play football outside for Thanksgiving or something? No, but I'll be deep frying a turkey. Oh, really? Are you, you doing it at your own house this year? No, 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 no. <laughs> You're going to be far away, though, from the house, right? Because that's a dangerous <laughs> thing. Down his own house. Safe. I've been doing it long enough to know, yeah. Yeah. You turn uh, off the gas, you know, don't have the flame on when you dip the turkey. Those are all things to be uh, smart about. Okay, so, like, I, I have to tell you that I um, have deep fried a turkey and a chicken. And when I did the chicken, and I, t- I looked like it was done, and then I cut it open, and it was raw. So... Oh. That was bad. Yeah, I think it's like four minutes a pound. Yeah, well, I don't know. You can only go so much. Yeah, and then, so then I did a turkey and I kept it in there too long and it was like, you know, on that movie Christmas Vacation when they cut into the turkey and it like explodes open and there's nothing in it. That was what my turkey was like. (laughs) Grace, you're so funny. But that year I did too because I wasn't confident enough with that one turkey. So I did one in the fryer and I did one in the oven. So I still had a turkey that was, that was good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm hoping mine's good. I'm sure it will be. You sound like you're a professional at this. I didn't realize you had a, you were supposed to shut the flame off. I don't well, know. Yeah, I mean, it does go over. I mean, the oil can boil over, and that's the easiest way to I don't start a fire. I let my husband do that part because I'm I'm, it worries me. I make him go out into the yard and, and take care of it. I'm like, stay far away from the house. I don't want to burn the whole house down. Anyway... <laughs> What's so going you guys on? Are on title today, right? Yeah, we're talking, talking about, about title. title. Yes, it's very interesting. Yeah, we're having a great conversation. Yeah, we yeah, did. I learned a lot too. Just hearing, I was listening, uh, listening in. I mean, from a lender's perspective, I think you guys covered everything. You went over the lender's policy, the owner's policy, what protects us, what protects the buyers. Um, you even went over the municipals. The only thing that I would add to that. Um, would be that not all of the lenders that we work with actually require the municipals to be reviewed. So we don't even oh. submit them half the time to underwriting because the last thing I want to do is show an underwriter that there's a small violation for something like a shed. You know, um, it just opens up a can of worms. But regardless, um, normally, obviously, we're not going to close. I don't know many attorneys that allow you to close with open violations anyway. So it's a moot right. point. But it's still something that we really don't dig deep into because it doesn't affect the loan or our lien position. Um, so from our perspective, we don't really see them. But yeah, obviously an attorney is going to want to review them and make sure that there's nothing that's going to you know, prevent the buyer from owning this house without any problems. Yeah, you want to get that back from the municipality, um, figure out what you're going to do with those those violations. If you know, A lot of times there are violations. 
a lot of the times it's a shed. Honestly, half the violations I see is a shed that no one got a permit for, and usually they just come out, they spend the 50 bucks, get the permit, or they tear it down. Right. <laughs> you know, whatever whatever easiest. I don't see many violations that are above and beyond that, except, you know, when... I don't know. I guess there's easements and encroachments, et cetera. But sometimes um, a lot of times I, I see finished basements. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, that's, that's, another that's one, yeah. the other half. But usually those things are kind of worked out. Right. That's the, usually worked agency. out the side. Yeah, we try to get that taken care of. Right. Or between yeah, the buyers. Actually, right. we don't we don't tell you mortgage people about these issues, Mike. To be honest with you, we <laughs> I don't want to hear. I'm, yeah, <laughs> we try to get. I tell Mike everything. Yeah. yeah, I actually don't ask for the municipal report um, ever um, when they come from the title companies. It's something that we know about, but it's something that the attorneys usually yeah. handle because it's seller. opening up a can of worms with them on the end of the lender, and you just don't want to go there with that. You know, yeah. let yeah, the attorney and the agent deal with that. I, I just um, there was one that I just recently did where. They had to, there was a, a partially finished basement, I guess at one point it was finished and then somehow they had some kind of flood in it. So they removed half of the sheetrock on the, um, the walls. But when, when the municipal was ordered, of course the, um, the municipality went on MLS, pulled up yeah. the listing and saw a picture of the basement and there were hi-hats in the basement that were originally there. But like I said, the whole bottom of the, the um, basement had no sheetrock on it any, anymore, but they wanted every, all the electrical ripped out. So we had to get an electrician to come in there to rip out all of the electric. Wow, and it's already been done. It probably worked perfectly, but yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, I it worked perfectly, <laughs> but it was, a, it was an illegal basement. There yeah. was no um, egress in that basement and they it works perfectly till there's a fire you know yeah exactly. right no right well out, that's right? the yeah, explanation right. well, that i you, yeah and then the buyer sues or the owner sues the town because they decided oh well I, you should have told me i needed a permit you know so it's always exactly <laughs> it's always about protecting yourself yeah it is but that you know it just seems like counterproductive to rip this perfectly working electrical out like even plugs like you had to take outlets out it was it was crazy but that that is what happened so what what's going on with um with mortgages, mortgages and interest rates yeah <laughs> um i mean they've been slowly ticking up to be honest there was a little bit of a pullback last week i mean they're still right around hovering around that four percent mark give or take four and an eighth depending on credit down payment etc but um yeah they're they're on an uptick i mean for the past i would say few weeks they've been creeping up Solely, solely so but surely. What in the past month? What sorts of uh, loans have you been doing? Have they been FHA? Have they been conventional? Um, you know, what, what kinds of loans are you doing the most of? Uh, I mean, to be honest, it's these renovation loans that I get calls about oh more my often gosh. than anything else. And they're the hardest yeah. ones, uh, right? Yeah, Two yeah or three they are K's. the hardest. Um, it's really, I mean, it's such a, uh, I don't know, it's spread out so much. I mean, some clients. It's definitely FHA and conventional. I haven't written many VA loans or USDA, even though we do do a lot with veterans. It just hasn't been these past couple months. They haven't been there. I think a lot of people that you see in the market now are the ones that were waiting through summer and maybe not making up their mind. And now they've kind of decided and money's still a little tight. So they're, le they're leaning more towards FHA so that we can give them these lender credits. You know, mm -hmm. I'm doing an FHA uh, loan right now for a client for new construction, we're actually giving them about $6,500 in lender credit to help offset some of those closing costs. You know, new construction is quite expensive. Yes. She also bought, you know, did a couple upgrades, et cetera. 
and on new construction, the taxes are quite high. So we're helping her, you know, her interest rate's still under 4%, even with the lender credit there. But that's kind of the difference between FHA and conventional is, you know, since it's a government-insured loan, the lenders tend to have slightly lower interest rates and the ability to issue more credit than a conventional financing that's just, you know, insured by a company, a private mortgage company. Mm-hmm. So quick explain what USDA is to some people because they don't know, you know, a lot of people don't really know what that is. USDA is just another form of government insured loan. It's designed for rural areas. So Warwick's um, in that area, Middletown. Um, not, not all Newburgh. of Middletown though, right? No, not all of Middletown. Correct. You, towards Slade Hill, Westtown area. Those are all in, in those um, areas that are considered rural. Mm-hmm. So it's basically the type of loan is just allows the person buying to put 0% down. All right. And as how long does as someone within, qualify for that? They have obviously the property has to be in the correct area, and then different counties are going to have different income caps. So I think in Orange County, I want to say it's ninety four thousand six hundred um, is the annual income cap for rural housing in is that Orange for County. A single person but or a married couple? That's, that's household. So okay. even if you're married, and let's say the husband makes you know ninety thousand dollars a year or forty thousand, whatever it is. Even if the wife is not on the loan or the other person that is going to be living in the house is not on the loan, we account for every person living in that house income that's over 18. Okay. So, so like, even if time. you have a kid in college that makes, you know, $4,000 a year, like being a snowboard instructor, that counts. Exactly. We account for it. Yeah. I mean, the underwriters will ask and they go through, you know, line by line. I don't really see much in the kids that are living at home going to college, but it's more for the, the married spouse or, you know, mm-hmm. whoever else is living there. Um, but yeah, it can be, I mean, it can be a deal breaker depending on what, how many people live there and what they make, but it's not really designed for people that make a ton of money. That's kind of the idea. It's you know? for like a lower income type thing to get people into a house, right? Exactly. That's why, that's why they push the 0% down, you know, the lower mortgage insurance, things like that. It's not designed for people making a million dollars. So I have a All question. Right? So say someone makes $94,000, whatever the cap is, right? What kind mm-hmm. of a mortgage can they afford? Because I think that's a good question, because mm-hmm. a lot of the houses in, you know, like Warwick or Goshen, they're probably not going to be able to afford. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'll do the politician thing and ask you, well, you know, it, it depends on what the taxes <laughs> are on the property. OK, well, <laughs> you know, um, but one of the things to keep in mind is with, you know, that income cap, we do allow for deduction. So if you do have, let's say you have four kids that are under 18, that actually will take away. You can make maybe 110 and then each of those children will be a deduction on um what's allowed yearly so that it actually brings down the overall oh, that's a great point yeah yeah okay so we we do take that into account like you know child care if you spend you know ten thousand dollars a year in child care we're going to take that off of your hundred and ten thousand that you make okay All right. very it's interesting very interesting questions so they're telling us we have to go for a commercial break. So <laughs> no I thank problem. you so much, Mike, for calling in. I appreciate all the, um, everything you tell us. All right. Thank you. You guys have a great day. Right, bye bye. <laughs> Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty. And I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com 
or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. This is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. Are you looking for your dream home? Then choose the best, where we pride ourselves on making your dreams a reality. Our professional agents really listen to your wants and needs and deliver using the latest technology combined with good old-fashioned service. Visit randrealty.com for more information. Hi, this is John Tesh. Tune in for great music and intelligence for your life Monday through Saturday starting at 3 p.m. as we assemble the tips, the facts, and the news you need to be happier, healthier, more lovable, and more fun to be around on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. This is Michael Newhart, the mayor of the village of Warwick. Please join me and my guests every Thursday at 11 a.m. for Warwick at 150. Discover 150 years of the village's rich history and the spectacular events taking place over the next year on WTBQ. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place yours. Welcome back. You're uh, listening to WTBQ, radio worth listening to, and this is The Real Real Estate Show. I'm Grace Warren. And, and Suzanne Dermany. Yep, and we have been here with Monique from Title, and I never say her last name because I keep I I, I can't get it right in my <laughs> my ADD brain. It's not working. What, what, say your last name again for Monique everybody. Shelky. Shelky, which is really not a hard name to say, but for some reason I can't get it through my head. Monique Shelky. So. Uh, thanks, Mike. If you're still listening, that was very informative about uh, the mortgages, uh, especially the USDA, because I don't think a lot of people know what that is. Yeah, that is a great loan, the USDA. It loan. is. Yeah. It is. And I think there's plenty of areas in the county where you could buy houses mm-hmm. um, like that. Like uh, Port Jervis is probably one of yeah, them. Yeah, but it's so, not just, yeah, it's a rural loan. Yes. So you have yeah, to so have. So like in the Slate Hill area right. and, and, and whatever. But I, I think that it, it's it, it's a good loan for somebody that's buying a house for the first time and doesn't have a lot of money to put down and that kind of thing. So. Right, it's a great loan, but I also think it's 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 a timed loan. Like it's more common in the spring, summer, because by the time you get to year's end, the USDA runs out of- Funding. Funding for things. So if you're thinking of something like that, give Mike a call and he'll, he'll, he'll hook you up for early spring and it all depends on funding. Yeah. But it's a great loan. Yes, definitely give Mike a call. Um, all right, so- we want to just get back and touch on one more thing about title and talk a little bit more about the municipal report that the title company um, they they um, provide. So tell us, you know, how come it takes so long? Like, what are you? What is actually happening with that municipal report? What are you requesting from the towns? Um, and then what they give you back. Okay, municipal searches are informational searches that encompass like building department, fire department searches. So um, like municipal searches, like all the uh, COs, Mm -hmm. certificate of occupancies. um, Or certificates of compliance. Right. And open violations would be something like if you never had a, a a basement that's been constructed, if you never had it. That you the never permit see for the it. permit. Yes. Right. And I think buyers, you know, that happens. It's common. It's, yeah, it's very something common. that happens. And when we go through a house as realtors, Grace, you know, you know, you see something that may not be on the tax report, you kind of say, Hey, do you have a permit for that? Or right. you know, and, and quite often they'll say no. But I always like to tell my clients that listen, if you have something that you haven't gotten a CO for, 
get it taken care of. It's not the end of the world. It's a $150 application fee. Then you have to fill out the documentation and they come and they go through it. Sometimes you do have nightmares where you have to take some things out, but mostly they'll work with you. They really will. And I mean, I had a house, beautiful house in Goshen, you know, $700,000 house with $125,000 finished gorgeous basement that had no COs. And I'm thinking, what am I gonna do? There was very little egress, but she filed the application and the town came in and they just went through it and made sure it was a, you know, fire egress is the biggest thing. Yeah. They made sure that it was safe and that God forbid there's a fire, people can get out, which is the main pulse for that. Mm -hmm. And um, and it all worked out. We closed on the property and uh, it was great. Yeah, and there's there are things too that, you know, um, when I bought my property, there was a little cabin shed thing on it and I bought it. There was never a C of O for that particular thing. And it was brought up and it was no big deal. Nobody cared. I bought it. And then just recently I called the town for something else uh, that I w was finishing a, a room in my house. And I, they're like, oh, well, you have a violation on, on the shed. I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like that shed's been there since before I bought the property. And they're, they're like, oh, well, you need a permit for it. <laughs> so <Right>. I'm even <laughs> guilty of it too. So, you know, you these are things that they will come up at they closing are, yeah. and it will hold your yeah, they always closing come up. up and the every other, time it the comes other. up because with the title search that's what we're that's what the municipals are right. that we're finding what's the fire search like i didn't even realize that like what is that do is that just to see if you have your 911 number up or i mean I don't, what is that to see if you have the carbon monoxide detector oh right, of course like of course i didn't even think of that right so these violations will be shown in the title report and then at that point it's really between the buyer and seller's attorney to see you know if it goes past the realtors mm -hmm. and you know then it goes to the attorneys and that's something that they work out even at closing i see it happening they're deciding what they're going to do who's going to be held responsible etc right. but it really is best if you're out there and you have something that you know is a violation get it taken get care it of. taken care of the other thing i wanted to say is what happens often is if you put it in at the time you had a contractor put it in and everything was legal because this is what he does and he knows the coding but time goes by and codes change and now you have to retrofit it to the oh, especially with electric yeah because sure of my course. husband You're is an electrician i mentioned electrician. that before and he just recently had to go into a house that um had a beautifully finished basement but they didn't have those plugs i don't even remember what they're GFCIs. called he's probably going to text me and, and yell at me <laughs> no not gfcis um they're like a plug that when you when you put the plug into the outlet it, it moves it, it's covered so it pushes oh in. yeah i know i don't know it's like I, a safety thing yeah, it's a safety thing and this, but uh, you the have kids. to have that now yeah. And this, when he did it, he didn't need to have them, but that was like five years ago or whatever. And now you do need to have them. So he had to go in and replace all of these outlets for this guy. Right. And I think there were like, I don't know, 25 outlets or something in his basement and he had to replace them all. And it becomes costly. Like you've paid now twice right. to do it. Exactly. Yeah. So get it done. Go down to your township and file that permit application. Oh, see, he did. Tamper resistant outlets. He just... <laughs> Her husband's a great me. electrician. He really <laughs> so is. So funny. Joe's great. Um, so that those are things that you have to uh, worry about with the municipal report that they do. And and again, it, Monique mentioned that sometimes it takes the town or the municipality a while 
to get this done. And some towns require an actual inspection. Yes. So they more order and more. the report, and it's not just them, you know, saying, oh, this is what they have and this is what they don't have or whatever and sending it back. No, they have to make an appointment with the seller of the house to go in there and check this out. So that's right. That's one the hold up. Absolutely. That definitely holds it up. I know the village of Florida does it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the town of Chester does it. Uh, Minnesink certainly I think does. More and more they're coming on to doing this. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, because they want they more more. they need to know. So um, and it's no. important. It is an important thing. It is. It is. So um, we wanted to quickly talk about some of the things that are going to be happening this week. Yeah, I actually up. I went online this morning and there's a lot of art shows going on in Orange County. Uh, the Goshen Art League has a show today. Um, you know, there's one in Newburgh, SUNY Orange has one. Actually, Orange Regional Medical Center usually always has artwork hanging in their lower level by the cafeteria, which is open for people, and they have beautiful artwork hanging there. And also in Sugarloaf, there are shows. So what you do is go on the Orange County Tourism website, orangecountytourism.org, and you can look up fun things to do. I mean, when the weather gets bad like this, it's nice to go indoors and do some, um, you know, artsy the, things. Um, the Hall of oh. Fame's actually having a, a great one on Wednesday. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, it's but okay. they're having a, um, they're talking about uh, this famous horse, uh, Gray Horse, I think his name is, or Gray, I forget. But they're talking about, and then it's a luncheon, it's $18, it's a luncheon. You're what doing, day is that? It's Wednesday. It's oh, at the okay. Hall of Fame in Goshen. And so it's a beautiful turkey luncheon, and it's an art, you're doing some arts and crafts. Oh, okay. And they have a speaker there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's nice. I love Goshen. There's so many things happening over there. Yeah, Goshen's hot. Um, One of the things that's happening in Warwick, I believe starting this weekend, are the free horse and buggy rides. And you can come in on Railroad Green, and um, if you can find a place to park somewhere, uh, you can come and have a free horse and buggy ride. It's really kind of nice. That's so cute. And we will probably, if you want to stop in at our office, we'll probably have some candy canes for the children if they want to come in. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, come and visit us. We are in a beautifully historical building at the railroad station. It's such a beautiful place, and we love having people in there. We aren't uh, dressed for um, the holidays yet, but we will be in the next couple of weeks. So that should be fun. And it's always Warwick is such a beautiful place to come shopping. So if you're listening, come out here and support us all. We love having uh, visitors to our area. Definitely. Actually, there's a lot of people coming to the Orange County area on the weekends. My daughter's in medical school and people coming up from Westchester, Brooklyn, Philly, South Jersey, all coming up. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's always like that, especially in in Warwick. I mean, I don't know how it is in, in your Goshen office if you have people walking in and out just asking questions. Yeah, about no, the area. we do. There's more and more people, and there there was a concerted effort definitely to populate the downtowns on mm-hmm. the off hours. You know, obviously during the day we're busy, but at night and now you see more and more people walking around, and so there's a lot going on. It's it's very vibrant. The county is mm-hmm. vibrant. I'm excited to be here. Definitely. So quickly, I'm going to just give you a couple of stats. We don't have very much time left, but this past in the past 30 days, I just wanted to tell you a, a couple of the towns and how many houses have closed. So in Warwick, in the past 30 days, we've had 41 closings. That's great. Yeah, Goshen, there were 16 closings. Chester, 13. And Minnesink, 15. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Have we a great appreciate day, guys. it. 